Hello, thank you for joining me today for Give Him 15, and the title of today's post is Position and Partnership, Rights and Responsibilities. In previous posts, I have pointed out that when determining who will rule the earth, power has never been the deciding factor. God's power is and always will be infinitely superior to all other beings. Authority, the right to rule and control, is the issue. In Genesis 1, 26, 7, and 8, Yahweh stated that Adam was being given dominion over the earth. The Hebrew word Adam literally means humans. Humankind was being given dominion over the earth. Psalms 115.16 says, The heavens are the heavens of the Lord. The earth he has given to the sons of men. Given is the word nathan, which in this verse means to give an assignment, not ownership. Men is the word Adam, Adam. This verse is saying that God will oversee the heavens, but the earth he has assigned to humans. The Passion Translation confirms this, saying, the heavens belong to our God. They are his alone. But he has given us the earth and put us in charge. The first Adam sinned, through his blood, past the resulting fallen nature to every human, he also forfeited his authority over the earth to Satan, his new master. Yahweh honors his word. He did so when Adam surrendered this authority to Satan, and when recovering it, he did so as well. The Savior who would redeem humankind and take back their authority on earth, would have to be an Adam, Adam, a member of the human race. God so honors his word that redeeming us demanded the incarnation of Christ. The God-man, Christ, did recover Adam's lost authority. He now possesses not only God's authority, but that which the first Adam surrendered as well. This is why Jesus announced, Matthew 28, 18, 19, all authority is now given to me, both in heaven and on earth. Christ took it all, Satan lost it all. However, God is still honoring his original decision to rule and work on earth through people. Therefore, Christ needs humans, atoms, here on earth through whom to release and exercise his authority. These humans, are his body, the church. He provides them the authority. Holy Spirit provides the power.
Good theology, a lot of theology. Hope you got your thinking cap on today. Authority is the right to rule or perform an activity. Power is the strength or force needed to do so. Some illustrate this through a police officer. His badge is his authority. His gun is his power. Authority controls and releases power. Power backs up and enforces authority. I say it again. Authority controls and releases power. Power backs up and enforces authority. Delegated authority is representation, which literally means to represent. That's what it means. Representation. Represent means Look it up in the dictionary to re-present or present again. One to whom authority has been given represents the one who delegated it, presenting again their will, wishes, laws, etc. A police a police officer doesn't say. I have decided that you aren't allowed to drive this fast. She says, the law decided and uh, declared by the city, county, or state she represents, the law states that you can't drive this fast. She represents the will and authority of another, not her own. Now let's look at two facets of spiritual authority, our rights and our responsibilities. First, our rights. Our rights involve our inheritance in Christ as his bride, his body, his family. As such, he made us his joint heirs in his name or authority Every believer has an equal right to enter God's throne room anytime, anytime, and ask for this provision. All believers have the right authority, the right to ask for every blessing provided through Christ's redemption. We have the right, authority, right to resist the works and activities of all demons that oppose us and the right to complete protection from them. We also have the right, the authority in Christ's name, to involve ourselves in priestly intercession, petitioning heaven for others to receive these benefits. I'll give you a lot of references and verses. Those of you that are just listening, if you want references for all of this there in the written post. Now, responsibility. However, our authority in Christ also comes with responsibility as his ecclesia, his church. Many are still unaware that the word translated church in Matthew 16, 18, 19, I will build my church, is ecclesia, which is a governing assembly. Christ was stating that his body, his family, would have authority to represent his kingdom on earth. 
This authority is pictured in the passage by keys. In this capacity, all believers do not possess the same level of authority. Our level is determined by our maturity and our assignment. A person with representational authority derives it from the one who sent them, just as Christ represented, represented the Father who sent him. That's where you get your authority from, the one who sends you to do it. Just as Christ represented or represented the Father who sent him, we represent or represent Christ who sends us. John 20, 21. Jesus operated in the Father's authority. We operate in Christ. This facet of authority involves the representational, our responsibility as representatives, involves our kingly ministries and activities, including intercession. It doesn't refer to priestly petitions offered heavenward for ourselves and others, but royal decrees issued earthward enforcing the will of the king. With this authority, we command his kingdom rule and will into the earth. We are seated with Christ in his seat of authority. And from there, we release his authority over principalities and powers that operate here in earth's room. This facet of our authority is not the body of Christ functioning as Christ's bride or family asking for their promised benefits. This is the ecclesia, those who possess the keys of the kingdom, authority to bind and loose, representing the king and his kingdom against the powers of darkness. This is who Christ said the gates of hell can't prevail against. These are those who reign in life by Christ Jesus, the more than conqueror's army. Now, as we said in yesterday's post, Romans chapter 8 contrasts these two facets of authority, rights versus responsibility. This passage, Romans 8, tells us the earth is groaning, waiting, not for God's children, but for mature sons, those who mature, those mature enough to be led by the Spirit of God. These sons of God know his word and ways, carry his heart, and are led by his spirit, verse 14, enabling them to represent Christ, not just themselves. These mature believers can be trusted with great authority and influence, even discipling nations and bringing healing to the groaning earth. The entire family, even the children, enjoy the rights, blessings, benefits of being in the family. But mature sons and daughters can carry greater authority and be given more responsibility, representing Christ's will on earth. 
Now, during the past several decades, the body of Christ has matured much in her bridal, familial, and priestly roles. We progressed greatly in multiplying God's family, fellowshipping with and teaching one another, and in our worship of God. We learned more about our rights and benefits as redeemed children of God. This has prepared us for a greater understanding of our responsibility as Christ's ecclesia. We're not as mature in this governing facet of authority. Many do not understand what it means to be his ecclesia, but this phase of restoration, this phase of restoration in the church will now go to new levels in the lives of millions of believers, resulting in much higher levels of authority. A church, the gates of hell, the government of hell, cannot prevail against will now emerge. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the rights and blessings we have in Christ. You delivered us from the domain of darkness and sin's many curses. We are blessed with every blessing pertaining to life and godliness through Christ. You gave us total access to your throne room and told us to draw near to you. We ask you to now awaken us to the incredible authority and privilege we have of representing Christ. Do for us as Paul prayed for the Ephesians, release a mighty spirit of revelation. Cause us to see and desire more than just our rights and benefits as your family. Awaken passion in the church to represent you, to represent Christ and his great victory. Bring millions of believers into sonship, a company of healers and restorers who walk in full maturity, taking Christ into all the earth. Raise up an army that understands binding and loosing and what it means to possess the keys of the kingdom. Transform the church from being congregational only to becoming congressional. Use us to disciple and heal entire nations. We move in this authority now, representing and releasing the will of Christ on earth. We declare over America that the strong man, Baal, is losing his hold over us and that millions of Americans are coming to Christ. We decree that the Prince of Persia is losing his hold over the people of Iran and that millions of Iranians and other Middle Easterners are coming to Christ. We decree, declare that the dragon and the bear, China and Russia, will not cause World War III and that China's attempt to control America will fail. We declare that the coming shaking will heal America, not destroy us. And for Christ and through his name, 
we pray this and our decree. We declare that our position in and partnership with Christ, or we declare our, we declare our position in and partnership with Christ, our rights and our responsibility, we will receive his benefits and serve his purposes in our generation. So be it. Thank you for joining me today. I hope to see you again tomorrow.